Welcome to The Lockdown, featuring your hosts, Eric Preston and Mike Conover. And now, The Lockdown Sports Podcast. Lift off and the clock has started. All right, we're back. We're not going to do four hours today, but we we are going to recap some of the draft. Mike, what's up, buddy? You know that feeling when, like, you watch the Monday after the big pay-per-view and you see the champ, like, Ric Flair wins and he comes strutting out first. That's kind of how I'm feeling. Raw, raw after mania, right? That's, that's what it is. That's, it's supposed to be the big show after the big show. That's kind of how I'm feeling. Uh, I'm feeling really good about uh, my team's draft. Uh, and and, and you're feeling, definitely. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good that they they didn't draft one person. That's what I was going to say. You're definitely just happy they didn't draft Mac Jones. It was addition by subtraction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was the draft was freaking awesome. It was a lot of fun. It was very exciting. There was it was a roller coaster of emotions for some of us, uh, and and there was a lot to uh, to get excited about. Uh, it was one of the most I think having the first two picks be pretty much guaranteed. You know, we we knew who was going in those first two picks, but then complete uncertainty for the other twenty nine picks made it or the other thirty picks made it really interesting, and it didn't disappoint. I was. Uh... I was like, I could see the Jets throwing a monkey wrench. And like, what if the Jets took fields? If the Jets took fields, it would it would have definitely made it crazy. I feel like they could have taken Trey Lance or Mac Jones, and it wouldn't have really changed all that much. Um, and maybe it would have. Yeah. Who knows? Because if the Jets take um, Trey Lance, then I'm guessing the Niners take Wilson. And then I, that's what that's what I, I don't see. And I think everybody keeps saying it was down to Mac Jones and Trey Lance. I don't think it was ever Mac Jones, Trey Lance. No, I think, I think it, it was, was Fields, Fields and, and, and Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Or if somehow Justin Wilson or um, uh, Zach yeah. Wilson was there. Yeah. Right. And um, I think if uh, if the Jets took Lance, I think the, the Niners would have taken Fields. I don't think they would have taken Wilson. Yeah, eh, you're probably right. Because if they were looking for a quarterback that that does what Lance or Fields does, that's not necessarily Wilson's game. Yeah, he has he has some mobility, but he's not definitely. I I think you know there there were four mobile quarterbacks in this draft, um, different degrees of mobility um i think lance and fields are you know apart from the other two but I, they can all move yeah and you don't need you don't need uh necessarily um like a uh you don't need a guy who's running a 4-4 you don't have to have a guy like that you don't have to have lamar jackson but like you can like look at Mahomes. Mahomes, when he scrambles, you're like, how has nobody caught him yet? But you need a guy who keeps the defense 
if, if you have a guy that keeps the, the secondary honest enough, that Jay, when he sees man coverage and, and everybody turns their backs, he can beat a linebacker. Jay Cutler, Aaron Rodgers, these are guys that scramble and aren't exactly fast because you have to respect their arm. Uh, obviously, Mahomes is in that same category. So, yeah, there's definitely different degrees of mobility. Um, you know, Cutler, Tom Brady. Cutler, Cutler had some – he had some running sadness. He, he did. He was smart. He was a very smart runner. Um Tom Brady's mobile in the pocket, but he can't run. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know no. he can move in the pocket though. Well, I think, but I don't think that's what they're looking for because that's what they had in Garoppolo. Right, Garoppolo yeah, can, I agree. can navigate the pocket, but it takes him six and a half minutes to get from <laughs> from five <laughs> yards deep to the line of scrimmage. He's not gonna he's not gonna win any foot races. So I I mean I think that they I thought that they were going mobile quarterback the whole time um i know you wanted to lay some money on mac jones but i did i'm glad i didn't i did not yeah yeah i did the only well i sort of did i i I placed one bet that was like predicting the top six order it was really good odds and you know it did it didn't pan out but um it was they were all uh believable but uh yeah the the um the niners got their guy i do you believe that it was him all, all along or do you believe that there was they said look let's just trade up we know we want one of these guys and then we'll figure it out and then there was this internal struggle i i, I believe a hundred percent it was trey lance the whole time mm-hmm. i think um they were they from what shanahan has said he said and he seems like he's pretty honest and pretty he's pretty candid about what he says and pull a lot of punches, but he said in January when the season ended, he sent Lynch tape of Trey Lance, and he's like, everybody fell in love with Trey Lance. Now, apparently the Mac Jones thing got some steam, mainly because Chris Sims said Mac Jones, they were trading up for Mac Jones. I, but I find that hard to believe because I don't think anybody listens to Chris Sims that much. <laughs> but but everybody knows that Chris Sims and Kyle Shanahan are good friends. Mm-hmm. So I guess people are like, well, if Chris Sims says it, he probably knows something. So they kind of it kind of got some steam. But it seems that Trey Lance started to get some 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 steam. His name started getting out there. I think they thought that they could kind of steal him at 12 because he didn't play last year and they I think they were hoping that people had kind of wrote him off and forgot about him if they get Trey Lance at 12 without trading anything people there'd be nobody disputing how great of a pick it was yeah I agree and they they may have been able to pull that off they may have they may have they may have um but you know Maybe if they don't trade up to three, maybe Carolina doesn't trade for Sam Darnold. Yeah, that's, that's you know? entirely possible. So um, I think Trey Lance was the guy. And then Justin Fields looked so good at his pro day. And he had such a good playoff that I think that he's the one who built up the steam and kind of made them say, you know, maybe just maybe we should take a a longer look at Justin Fields. But I don't think it was ever I don't think Mac Jones ever got any real 
consideration. I don't think we'll ever know for sure. And all that matters now is, uh, cool. as Trey, Trey Lance is wearing yeah. uh, crimson and gold. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. You know, I, I, everybody keeps saying, uh, I think he's going to start week one. And I don't think so. I, I, I don't think, I don't think we say him this year. I think I, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think there's a decent chance he doesn't play a snap. Now, obviously Garoppolo is the one who's going to determine that because right. it, if he comes out and gets injured, uh, which is definitely possible, or if he comes out and stinks it up, which is certainly possible, uh, they're they're just going to go to him. Uh, I think it'll take yeah, a couple games. It's not going to take one bad game. No, I don't think he's got a long leash, but it's not like he throws an interception and and he's and he's gone. But I think right, like he doesn't have the Trubisky leash from last year. Right. Where he he has an amazing come from behind win, and then next week he's down at halftime and he gets yanked. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't I don't think so. Um, but I know everybody wants, you know, you, you go buy a Ferrari, you want to take it out of the garage. But you know, it's it's tough because when Garoppolo's been healthy, they've been winning. So if the 49ers go into the season with a healthy offensive line, Debo, IU, Kittle, Mostert, everybody's healthy. I don't think Garoppolo loses his job. I think he's got the weapons around him. If he loses it, he'll have no excuse. He'll have zero excuse. He'll have zero excuse. If he comes in with a healthy team and he's, any craps to that he'll deserve to be sat. Yeah, he's in a but, similar similar position to what the uh, what the Browns did for um, Mayfield, where they just said, "Okay, there you go, you're the last piece. But you're the one, you're the one that can blow this." Yeah, the thing that'll be interesting to me is, you know, obviously they're going to, you know, Kyle Shanahan's going to have to integrate some plays that only Trey Lance can do. He's going to have plays that Garoppolo is not going to be able to run. How many of those snaps are taken away from Garoppolo in training? Yeah, and 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 how many snaps do do you believe that they get Lance on the field with some some packages? I think they do. They could. I mean, he may handle it, you know, kind of like Harbaugh did Kaepernick. Like Harbaugh wanted, he wanted to play Kaepernick from from day one really and he was like no alex smith took him to the nfc championship he's kind of in the garoppolo situation Mm -hmm. he's he's good enough that i can't just bench him but he hasn't been we haven't seen greatness so it's not like i can't replace him and people won't ever forgive me so he waited until alex smith got a concussion and you probably remember Cap's first start. Uh, I do. It was against Chicago. Yes, it was. I think it was a Monday night or Thursday night. Uh, I think it was Thursday night. Yeah, it was Thursday night, and Cap lit him up. Yep. And that was and, and that was the end. And and and, and I think the last game, the last game that Cap played for the Niners was also against Chicago, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it? It was that big snowstorm game where he was absolutely awful. You remember that game? No, I don't think that was the last game. It wasn't the last one. No, I think the, the last game he played, I think that was might, that might have been the worst game I've I've seen a 
quarterback play. I don't, that, I, don't that, even, I don't even remember that game. Oh, it was it was really bad. I'll have to look that up to see if it actually happened. Oh, it, it happened because I remember going, this might be the worst game I've ever seen a quarterback play, and I'm a Bears fan. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure uh, Cade McNown had a worse game than Cat. I don't when – I, when I read you the stats, I don't think – he had one of five. He was one of five for four yards. Oh, that's the game that they that they uh, they they pulled him. They pulled him, and Gabbert came in. Yeah, that wasn't his last game, though. It wasn't, but no. it was. He was one one of five for four yards, and he was sacked five times for twenty. I actually think I actually think his last start. I think it was against San Diego, and I think he had a ninety-yard run in that game. I wow. think that was his last start. The crazy thing about that game, the the Bears game, is it wasn't even snowing that hard. Like it was snowing, but like it's not. I like... know what you. I know what you're talking about. Now. <laughs> I I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, one of five for four yards is a pretty bad stat line. It don't get much worse than that. Well, that's it's a rough start. Yeah, it's a rough start. Yeah, he played the whole start. first half. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's let's move on. So let's recap. Um, I thought it'd be interesting to sort of look at some of the best uh, and worst drafts and best and worst by sort of what the average is from all the sites. So I've got an aggregate here of ESPN, Washington Post, USA Today, Sporting News, Yahoo Sports, NFL.com, Bleacher Report, For the Win, Pro Football Focus, Sports Illustrated, CBS Sports, Draft Wire, um, NBC Sports Edge, New York Post, Athletic, Fantasy Pros, Draft Network, The Ringer, Pro Football Network, and The Touchdown Wire. So a pretty goddamn comprehensive list. And this list is uh, an aggregate and an average of the grades. So we're going to talk about the top five and the bottom five. Uh, Let's lead off with number one. Chicago Bears, an average grade point average of 3.91. Again, using, you know, A, A plus, F, whatever. Um, uh, uh, they had four A pluses, uh, the most of, of any team in the league. Uh, actually, uh, yeah, the most A pluses of any team. Uh, and uh, the lowest grade they received was a B plus, and they received three of those. So the majority of their, or their grades were A's or A minuses. Um, they had a really good draft. So obviously being able to to move up and get Justin Fields and not give up the house. Um, did you see the video of um, um, Ryan Pace on the phone with the uh, Broncos general manager? I have not. So they were, they were negotiating. He was trying to move up to nine to get uh, Fields. And the Broncos general manager was on the phone with Ryan Pace and he had another call coming in and he goes, you know what? Never mind. I got somebody who's going to give me more and hangs up on him. And it <laughs> was, it was not, there was no offer on the other end of that. So very happy that that happened because the rumor is that pace was prepared to give up this year's first set. Well, this year's first is really just a swap, but right. second and third round pick and next year's first as well to move up to nine. That's quite a difference from what he ended up giving up. So I'm very happy that he hung up the phone on him and that allowed us to move up and get Tevin Jenkins, which I was, you know, how much I like this kid. Um, he is, you, he, he was like your first or second. tackle. I, I love this kid. He's a very violent blocker. Uh, have, have you seen that, that the video clip of him uh, blocking that dude uh, into the sideline? 
mm-hmm. there's a play where he just I was saying it it reminded me of the blind side. Remember when yes that, in the beginning when when he was he was getting beat by the guy and the guy was talking all the shit to him and he yep. finally they were like, Yo, you have to hit this guy and he was like blah Yeah, and he, <laughs> he just drove him like him oh. Yep. Yeah, totally awesome. I'm a huge fan of this dude. Uh, great hands, uh, really good pass blocker, um, and just a violent like bulldozer in the running game. Uh, so apparently some injury concerns about him, and that's why he ended up sliding a little bit. Uh, but yeah, obviously, if he can stay healthy, this is this is great. And Chicago feels confident enough in him that a couple days after the draft, they cut their starting left tackle in Charles Leno. So I was I was actually really surprised at that because. Cutting Leno, I think, saves uh, was like seven million in cap space. They could cut Jimmy G and save nine million. So why Jimmy Graham was held over a, a left tackle? Like, even if you don't want him to be the starter anymore, we have plenty of tight ends. There are tight ends that you, you can just get drafted one in the first round. Yeah, um, there are tight ends that you can get that are either equal to or not quite as good as Jimmy Garoppolo for significantly less than the 9 million we're paying him. So I was very surprised to see that, but it tells you the faith that they have in Tevin Jenkins um, and, and some of the people that they, uh, they brought over. So that, that was a fantastic pick. Uh, and, and just really it, it, it makes sense, right? You're going to get your uh, franchise quarterback. You've got to get your franchise left tackle to, to be able to protect right. him. So, so getting him at the 39th pick, I thought was a huge win. Uh, and then uh, grabbing uh, Larry Borum, a guard out of Missouri. I uh, can never have too many interior defensive linemen, uh, uh, sorry, offensive linemen. And then, uh, you know, obviously some, some depth picks, uh, Khalil Herbert out of Virginia tech, uh, Daz Newsom, wide receiver out of North Carolina. Both of those picks, I believe, are about the return game. Uh, both of those guys have return uh, skills at both kicking, uh, kick, uh, kickoff and punt. Uh, and then Thomas Graham, cornerback from Oregon. And this, uh, I actually saw a ton of love for, for this pick. I don't know anything about this guy, um, but Kyrus Tonga, defensive tackle uh, from uh, Brigham Young, they got with the 250th pick. Uh, I saw uh, a... Um, one of the analysts from NFL.com said that he had him as his fifth rated defensive tackle in the entire draft. Uh, and they caught him at pick 250. So not exactly sure why this dude slid. I don't know anything about him, uh, but apparently he's a, uh, he's uh he's a good space eater. And uh, this, this seems like a win. So uh, I believe that obviously the, the, the fields and Jenkins pick is what got them the, the grade, but there, there's some, some decent depth picks here too. So really happy with the way this draft turned out for Chicago and uh, they are the number one spot with the, with an a plus. Okay. I mean, can't this go wrong. is hard for me. This is hard for me because this is probably the first time I've ever said anything good about the jets and their organization, but, I thought that they did a fantastic drop job in the draft. They, they now I don't know what Wilson is going to be, but you know he was on a lot of people's board as the the best player available after Trevor Lawrence. Not mine, but a lot of people's. Mm-hmm. So you went out and got the franchise quarterback if you want. Now I'll give them this: they drafted Darnold. Darnold was two, right? He was the second pick, right? He was, I think he was two or three. 
He's a top five pick. Yeah. Okay. And I th- no, I think it was wasn't he five? I always get I always get him and Sanchez confused. I don't know, but he was top five. Yes. We'll figure it out. Um I never thought that Mark Sanchez, I mean not Mark Sanchez, well Mark Sanchez either, but I never thought that um Sam Darnold was a great fit for the Jets. I didn't think he was a great player. I didn't think he was the guy that you can plug in to a bad team and he makes them better. Like Joe Burrow has that thing. You can put him into a team that's just decimated and has nothing going for him, and he's going to make them better. I think Trevor Lawrence will make Jacksonville better. Uh, And I think you'll see some success out of him. But Zach Wilson shows me a little bit more. He went to BYU. He kind of had to, to scrounge to get everything. He's not playing with the four and five star guys like you do at USC or Ohio State or Clemson. So I like the pick there, but the next three picks are what did it for me for the Jets. They got uh, Vera Tucker from USC, who was high on everybody's board. I mean, he's, you know, he's big. He's, he's good in the run game. He's good in the pass game. He's, he's going to be, you get, like you said, you get the franchise quarterback and then you get somebody to protect him. Yeah. He, he was the number, number one non tackle uh, offensive lineman in, in the draft. So he's going to help out in your passing game. He's going to help out in your run game. But they go and get another weapon. You get Elijah Moore. We both liked Elijah Moore. I think I had him going first round to uh, maybe the Packers. I can't remember. I had. I think I had him going first round somewhere. Um, and then this might have been their their best value pick when they got Michael Carter in the fourth round. I know we've we've <laughs> talked outside of the show. Which Michael about Carter? <laughs> Not, <laughs> not, uh, not drafting a running back early because yes. you can get one late. I think they got a steal in the fourth round getting Carter because he was number one on a lot of people's running back board. This is the same guy, right? No, or is he no, the, he's you're the other you're, guy from yes, correct. See, and I gave them all this praise, and I'm thinking, see, I made myself look very silly. These damn gummies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit that out. No, no, I won't. <laughs> no, leave, leave it, leave it, leave it. I made a mistake. So the 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 Michael Carter joke. The the Jets drafted yeah. two two guys named Michael Carter, <laughs> and and the joke floating around was that they meant to pick the cornerback from Duke with the first Duke. one and accidentally picked the wrong North Carolina college resident named Michael Carter. Um, and the guy they wanted was still around in the fifth round. So they picked him again. All right. So I, totally so I messed that. that whole thing up. I messed that whole thing up, but. Uh, still some solid know. running, running back depth. I mean, He's, you know, yeah. But. They still had a phenomenal draft. They got, they got the other Michael Carter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, 
they did pick three cornerbacks, but yeah, I mean, getting getting one one of the top quarters, uh, one of the top quarterbacks, one of the top uh, interior offensive linemen, and one of the top wide receivers is not something that you can do very often. No. Uh, so the fact that they did it and didn't screw it up is, is pretty goddamn impressive. I have to say, it's it certainly feels like a new new regime. Um, you had Elijah Moore going to the uh or i had elijah moore going to the the titans at 22 okay. yep. all right i knew one of us had him in the first round so 20 22 and he ends up going 34 that's that's pretty good value um and there there were a lot of mocks that had him going uh to to tennessee so and and certainly you know a lot going in in the first round as well um i had uh so looking back at this tevin jenkins we had going to the browns uh, at at pick twenty six, I, I I made that pick. So yeah, it was a good value. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I think the Jets had very good draft. Uh, consensus also received uh, an A plus um, with their GPA being three point four five. So they're definitely up there as well. Um, answering your our Sam Darnold dilemma, he was picked third overall to to the Jets. There, okay, so there. So yep. it was, I told you it was in between two and five. Yeah, you were correct. It was smacking between two and five. And uh, and Carter, the running back Carter, he is the good. No, it was uh, the the running back from from North Carolina was um, Jawan. He went to the he went to the Broncos. Broncos. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But Carter, Carter, he was no had, slouch. No, he he was in the top ten in rushing and receiving grades. Javante Williams is is the running back that we we're thinking of. There he is. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna fly over to an AFC North team who I thought had a fantastic draft. Um, I was a little we surprised talking about them. What's that? I said, was it the team that we were just talking about, or the other team? The Browns. Okay. The Browns. So um, I I was a little surprised to see them go corner. Uh, with the first pick, but um, they're in an unusual position uh, where they can draft the best available. Um, and while I do think they definitely needed some some uh, secondary depth, I didn't think it was the biggest need for them. Uh, but again, they they can uh, they can draft uh, based on uh, you know uh, talent and you know scheme fit and just anything other than hey, like we've got to get this guy to be a starter. Um, so they get Greg Newsom the second with their first pick uh, out of Northwestern. Uh, and then, which uh, I, I thought this was a fantastic uh, luck for them to slide all the way to 52. They get uh, Jeremiah Owosu Koromoa. Kor- yeah. well, from what I hear is a lot of teams got scared off because he had some kind of heart problem. Yep. Yeah. That that's what it ended up being. Um, but we had, we had him going um, 19 overall to, to the, the Washington football team. And look, and look how much you, you must have really cared because you worked on his name. You couldn't I, even say I did. I, I still butchered it, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually pretty good with names too, but this one, this one gets me. I don't know. I don't know why. Wusto Koromoa. 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 I, I want to say Kororama every time I see it. It's not. No, it's, it's definitely not. It's Jeremiah Owosu Kororama. Cormo, <laughs> I can't say it. Whatever, I call him J J O H. Um, 
the third pick, they got uh, Anthony Schwartz, a uh, wide receiver out of Auburn. Again, not a, not a need. It's so rare to see the, the Browns picking on just developmental potential. And these guys could contribute at some point. And he's the best player, the top player on our board and not having to, to reach and just, just struggle um, really kind kind of crazy. Uh, but they, I, I think they got two defensive starters uh, with their first two picks and, um, you know, get well, some, some tackle in, help in a league, in a league where it's a, you know, it, you're facing teams that are past first 90% of the time, you know, most of the teams are going to be, and the teams they had trouble with, they lost because of a big play in the passing game. They lost the big game to the Ravens. When at the end of the first half, Jackson's not doing anything. The whole game ends the first half. There's a blown coverage and he hits a, a long, like 50, 60 yard pass on a, on a broken play. Uh-huh. Then uh, in the playoffs against the chiefs, the chiefs just squirreled that one away with a couple of, you know, a couple of big plays in the passing game. If you have that, third corner that can make a play you know that might be the difference in a game also you know they didn't call that helmet to helmet hit on kansas city because they don't like to call a lot of things on kansas city but yeah yeah the the one going into the end zone you mean right yes yeah that was uh when they called the touchback yeah that was pretty egregious yeah (laughs) pretty pretty bad Pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, but you know, kudos to the Browns and and looking at some of the moves they made. Um, their defense has the potential to be downright scary. So if yeah. it uh, if they can get any production out of Koromoa, hey, I did, fucking did it. Um, and uh, yeah, there it is, Clowny. Yeah. Uh, and and Clowny, and of course, uh, Miles Garrett, and and strong secondary. I really like um. I, w- I always forget his name, but the the safety they got from from um, the Rams is uh, it Josh? Uh, I can never I can never remember his name. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think they and and Delpit's going to be healthy this year. Delpit missed the entire season last year, right? Didn't he like hurt himself? He t- tore something in in preseason or something. Uh, I thought he played. I know. I, I do believe he got hurt, but I don't, yeah. I don't think he missed the whole season. Josh Johnson. That's that's the um. Oh, the guy from the Rams. That's the safety. I'm, safety. I'm always thinking of. Yeah. yeah. That's the guy that everybody in the world thought he was going to go to Dallas, and then Dallas like didn't even make him an offer. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, the, every safety, every safety that's a free agent was tied to Dallas, and the only one they wanted was Keanu Neal. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. And then they have him listed as a linebacker. So who the hell knows? Um, yeah, well, I heard they're they're moving him to to like an outside linebacker. Yeah, he tore he tore his Achilles, uh, Delpit tore his Achilles tendon. He didn't play at all last season. Oh, okay. So yeah, so I mean, if they can they can get him uh, healthy. I mean, they, the the Browns have the potential to be a really good football team. I mean, they're a pretty they good. Were, they were a really pretty good, good team team last. team last year, and they're adding all these guys to the mix and uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, well, I. I I don't think Odell's a big plus. I would trade Odell. So I would have traded Odell draft day. 
I'm with you, but I'm also starting to be with you when it comes to Baker. I feel like it was a good thing for him not having Beckham on the field, but I also feel like it helped him grow and that maybe, just maybe, he's going to realize he doesn't have to force the ball into him so much, um, and it could just be th- – this could be a breakout season. Last he year, was, I don't – He was – I didn't mean to cut you off. I was no, it's fine. Late finish. I was just going to say last year, I think, you know, you want me to go? was a really good season for him, but I, I don't know that I would qualify it as a breakout. I could totally see that. Everybody expected the big breakout last year. I think this year he could he could really explode. Yeah, I mean, I know. I think people like him less than they dis. You know, I, I think they dislike him more than they dislike his game. Well, certainly those goddamn commercials with the urinals and shit um, in the empty stadiums those, didn't help. Those those are pretty good commercials. They're not bad, but it's they were on. It seems like they were on like. Yeah, three times, had, three times well, per commercial break. <laughs> here, here's the thing. At the beginning of the season when Cleveland was stumbling and he wasn't playing great, that's the first thing they brought up. Oh, he's because yep. he, he's not in his playbook. What do you think these guys sit in their house and read a playbook <laughs> 24 hours a day? I don't think – it's not like he's on a sitcom or starring in a sitcom and he's there every day. He's doing a freaking commercial. They probably shot all of those commercials in like four days. It's the teacher effect. You, you don't expect you to see your teachers ever doing anything but teaching. And then you're shocked when you see your football players doing anything except football. <laughs> right. So all right. who's um, next? But uh, hold on with Baker. I won't spend too much time on Baker, but the thing is with Baker, Baker's always better when he does not have somebody he has to you know he feels like he has to get involved when he was at Oklahoma he always played his best when he did not he was not looking to force it he just looked for the open guy and they moved the ball up and down up and down and even even when they had Hollywood Brown Hollywood Brown you know it was like you're going to get the ball sooner or later okay and CeeDee Lamb you're going to get the ball but you know, it might not be this. You might not touch it this series, you know, and he always operated so much better back against the wall. Just sling it to who's ever open, which is how football is supposed to be played. It's but when you get these freaks like Randy Moss and things like that, you know, you yeah, feel the you, need to just go. You can go to in any coverage. You want to get him the ball. No matter what. Yeah, right. So. um where I'm going to go with uh, my next pick is going to be, uh, I think we're going to go with the Chargers. I think the Chargers. Love the Chargers draft. Phenomenal draft. Um, they they drafted a, their franchise quarterback last year, and this year they go first round, 13th pick. They go get somebody to protect him. All right, he was running around crazy last year. Some points. You know, but I think a lot of these teams are remembering the games are won in the trenches, offensive line, defensive line. You may have a guy that throws for 400 yards, but you look at, you watch the Super Bowl. If there's nobody up front protecting him, he's worth nothing. He's worth nothing. So they also saw guys like Joe Burrow, you know, He's getting sacked a hundred times. Finally, somebody sacks him and blows his knee or 
He didn't even get sacked on that play. He was just throwing it, he planted it, and got nailed. So they go out and get him. Uh, they got some cornerback help, uh, middle of the second round. And Asante Sur- Samuel surprised Jr. to see him slide this far, right? And a lot of people had him. You know, there were some people had that had him first cornerback off the off the board. I didn't think he was the best cornerback available. I thought it would be Horn or uh, or Sertan, but mm-hmm. there were a few people who had Caleb Farley and Asante Samuel going up there. Um, there was some when 49ers were still at 12, there was some talk about Samuel going to the Niners at 12. But you get him at 47, and there's people talking about him in the top 15. The pedigree that get, the guy's got, the guy's dad was an all pro corner, mm-hmm. you know. And if you watch him, it, it, like you watch some of the highlights of him, they have very similar styles, right? Very similar. He looks, he looks like a, he looks, I, I Obviously, he looks like Santi Samuel. He is a Santi Samuel. But <laughs> he looks like a Santi Samuel senior on the field. Then uh, they go get a, a receiver, Josh Palmer from Tennessee. Uh, they pick up some tight ends, some edge help, and they're another team that has a lot of pieces. That tight end pick was compensatory, and they're really just too. So that their roster that the, the the tight end pick was a compensatory pick. So that, that's a really good use. Um, you know, obviously, he, and you probably not just lost Hunter Henry. Yeah, yeah, he's probably not going to be Hunter Henry, but you know, you 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 give yourself another uh, another uh, guy on the depth chart there. All of the best tight ends in the league were drafted in the third round. Or later. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. They, they all were. They all were. Yeah. Every time, it seems like every time you get one of these tight ends, that's a flash in the pan, and uh, he looks like he's he he runs fast. He, does he does everything well? He gets to the NFL and he's soft as drugstore cot. Yeah, you know. Um, I think Pitts is going to break. I don't think that. that. I, don't really, <laughs> I don't think that that is uh, going to be Pitts. But I don't. Th- I I honestly, I I didn't see any highlights of. I didn't watch a lot of Florida games. So anybody who's a Florida fan, I don't want them to. Start saying, oh, this dude's stupid. He doesn't know. I didn't see any highlights with him lined up like on the line. No, no, he he's he he's a wide receiver. He really is. So I mean, look, he's six six. He, what does he run? Like four four? Who the hell knows? I don't know what I don't know what to make of any of these 40 times. So let's just say he's fast. Yeah, he's six six, he's fast. Uh-huh. He jumps out of the gym. I think he has like a 40-inch vertical or something. Yeah, I think they said he had like the second highest um, tight end vertical. So, I mean, he these guys coming in late, and you can get a tight end. I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you this. You get a tight end just as late as you can get a running back. <laughs> that is true, and you should never take him in the first round. Uh, I wouldn't ne- say never. I wouldn't never say, say never. Uh, but I'll tell you what I like so much about the Chargers draft is they set themselves up really well for the draft in free agency. They went out and got the best center on the market, one of the best centers in the league in Corey Lindsley. Um, they they addressed all the weaknesses like like you mentioned before on the offensive line um, to the point where they they were able to grab Slater and just sort of finish that rebuild and 
Justin Herbert was so good under pressure last year that even if he regresses, if the offensive line plays better, he could not have a drop off, which is fantastic. Um, that's that's really you're setting yourself up there. They're, they're doing the the opposite of what the Colts did for Andrew Luck. They're really taking good care of him and seeing that the offensive line was an issue and fixing it right away. Um, lots of lots of teams, lots of draft experts had Rashawn Slater as uh, a close second uh, behind Penny Sewell or some even had 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 above it. Above him yeah, as the number one tackle. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in drafts prior to this, you would have seen Penny Soul and Rashawn Slater go top five. Mm-hmm. But they yeah, were it's so, just with this quarterback. With the quarterbacks yeah. and the receivers, there was no way, you know, if, if, if you needed a tackle and you were in the, the 10 to 20 range, you were still sitting pretty good. You probably weren't going to get Sewell. You weren't going to get your pick of Sewell or or Slater. But I bet I was thinking, I was like, there's no way you're not going to get one of them. So, and the Chargers did, but they get him at 13. 14. 14, 13. So, I think the Chargers did great. Um, that, That AFC West is going to be tough. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think division. the only team that did not get significantly better the Raiders were, is the Raiders. I don't, yeah. I, the Raiders may have gotten worse. Yeah. They may have gotten worse. And I don't know what Gruden's doing over there. He's smarter than I am. Football wise, he is smarter. But not sometimes not you can. Personnel wise, he doesn't. Yeah. What's that? I said personnel wise, he doesn't seem to be very smart. <laughs> I like this guy Leatherwood's name. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a cool name. I wish I had leather on my wood. All right, next. <laughs> now, uh, fact, somebody let's, look into that for me. <laughs> <laughs> let's round out the, the the top five drafts with. I'm going to go with Miami. Um, okay. I thought they played the before the draft masterfully in in um, making the trades with. San Francisco and and Philly and knowing that they wanted to target a wide receiver and knowing that either Chase or Waddle, possibly the top three wide receivers would all be there. It turned out to only be two because Chase went fifth to, to the, um, to the uh, Bengals. Uh, But I feel like Waddle was probably the guy that they wanted uh, and their, their wide receiving core is looking pretty good now. Um, they signed um, Will Fuller in the offseason. Uh, now you add Jalen Waddle, and uh, they they have um, you know some some decent playmakers back there. And I think it, you know people they keep talking to get these guys to stay healthy. They, yeah, they got to get them to stay healthy. And you know people are sort of I've seen a bunch of uh, downplaying of the fact that you know Waddle and Tua played together and. Uh, Chase and uh, Burrow played together, but that more than any other one, two in football, the quarterback wide receiver relationship is so important. Knowing where he likes the ball out of his break, knowing, you know, where he likes the ball placed. uh, No, just knowing what the quarterback's seeing before and after the snap. It's so important. Vice versa. The receiver knowing where the, the, 
you know, if the quarterback says, I can get this ball to you a tick early, just be ready. You know, and I think you'll get some yards after the catch. That's huge. It's huge yeah. to get that chemistry. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, look, looking at their receiving core now, they've, they've got some flexibility. Uh, they picked up Bowden, uh, Lynn Bowden Jr. Uh, last year after the Raiders drafted him and then cut him right away. Um, and, you know, Fuller, Jakeem Grant, um, Alan Hearns, who's, you know, not, not, not what he was. Um, they, they really, they, they've done themselves some, some favors here. Um, and then they got too many, too many receivers right now. I'm looking, I'm looking at this, like they have like, look at, look at all these receivers they got on the roster. They got Lynn Bowden Jr., Antonio Callaway. I'm not even going to read them all. Um, uh, Will Fuller, Jakeem Grant, Mac Hollins, Alan Hearns, Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddell, Albert Wilson, Preston Wilson, uh, Preston Williams. They got a lot of freaking bodies there, man. But the good, the one of the good things about that is, especially you have Tua, who's coming from Alabama, and Alabama has almost like an unlimited amount of resources as far as receivers. So he he always has a lot of targets. So if you're, you're giving him options, you don't have, you know, it's not like they have the one guy that, you know, Waddle might end up being that guy. But going into the year, if you don't have that one guy that you're like, all right, I got to get him going first. Yeah, Park, Parker and Fuller, I would say, are, are like your 1 and 1A one going into the season. But different right. different types of receivers, obviously. Right. But, but you never know how Waddle, Waddle might come in and, he might be one, and those guys are two. Yeah, I mean, CD Lamb, CD Lamb exploded last year. He he was if he had continued solid quarterback play, he could have been right. rookie of the year. Yeah, I, and how 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 up? I I can't even tell you how up I was on CD. I'm like this dude. I was saying he was the best player in the draft last year. That's how high I was on CD Lamb. I had seen. CD Lamb plays since his freshman year, and the dude is a big play waiting to happen. It's it'll like be, it'll be interesting he, to see if he can get um, you know a, a healthy uh, Dak Prescott for all of twenty twenty one. Yeah, see what he does. I mean, I, I hope not. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, and th- the next pick, the Broncos grab Jalen Phillips. Um, you know, big, strong edge rusher out of Miami. Um, so they keep them, keep them hometown, uh, which is pretty cool. I always think it's, uh, awesome when stuff like that happens, just like the, uh, wide receiver quarterback, uh, you know, being, being reunited. I think it's cool when a guy plays college and pro, uh, in the same city. Uh, and then, uh, uh, Javon Holland, uh, out of Florida or sorry, out of Oregon, um, it's they they had a really just a solid draft. Don't forget Eichenberg. Uh, yeah, Eichenberg uh, out of Notre Dame. Like he he was um he there were there were some teams saying he was going to creep up there and um you know he might be considered um you know late late second early third round um and and they got him uh oh they got him in the second right that's right they had, that's right they had all the second round picks <laughs> yeah they, they had two first and two seconds yeah. Yeah, re- really solid draft for them. Um, and again, uh, not something you're not used to seeing out of Miami, where where they can draft Miami will uh, have best two first again next. They'll have two firsts again next year. Yeah, they're 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 their GM's doing a really good job. They're uh, they're that, that's how you build. Um, you know, you you milk the Titans. Take take advantage of them as many times as you can. 
That's like, and I tell you what, I know we're going to get off. This. Not that, sorry, not the Titans, the Texans. All right, so um, before we move on to the losers of the draft, um, I give an honorable mention to the Chiefs. The Chiefs had a low key good draft. Oh, I thought you were going to say to losers. No, I, I think the Chiefs had a great draft. And, you know, they address things so well. Uh, and, you know, Andy Reid does a great job of, of building a team for what he's doing. Kind of like, like Belichick. Belichick finds players that are good, that are great in his system, that can barely make the roster on, on some other teams. But that's after they get a huge payday. So Kansas City got Bolton. Um, they got my man from OU, Creed Humphrey. I kept telling you, I was like, this dude is he's one of those guys that you look at him and doesn't, you know, well, he's a center. So obviously you look at him, he doesn't wow you. But he doesn't have, you know, all of the intangibles and this and that. But the dude doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And he's he knows where he needs to be. He knows where everybody needs to be. And he just makes shit happen. They got a huge pick. And they really did well addressing that. They went from possibly going to have the worst offensive line this season. To some depth. <laughs> yeah, to a and, team that's got one of the better offensive and, lines. And don't forget, I mean, you, you named their, their first two picks in the draft, but you didn't talk about their first-round pick. Their first round pick was traded for Orlando Brown, which is a fucking win, right? right? That stuff has to factor into your draft because it's how you're spending your draft capital. So and being, Orlando Brown is a Orlando pro bowl left tackle. Two-time pro bowler. I mean, listen, you can't go wrong getting an offensive lineman from Oklahoma. No. No, they Oklahoma got two of them. Puts, they, puts a lot, uh, they put a lot of time into their offensive line. Because they know when I'm off the line, they can't do any of that funny shit they do. They do a lot of funny shit. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Uh huh. They with that funny shit. They get a lot of. They get away with a lot of funny shit. All right, let's go. Let's go to the bottom. You know feeders. what I'm saying? Because they you throw somebody down the steps. It looks like somebody we know. <laughs> let's go to the bottom feeders here. Um, Boom. Consensus worst draft. Um, was the Houston Texans. And again, for the same reason that, that you gave a horrible mention to the, um, to the chiefs for, you know, spending their draft capital on established players. They, <laughs> they sent their draft capital away for players that Are have not really, they're, <laughs> it, it, it's just a fucking shit show. So they didn't pick until pick 67 in the third round. And then they picked a position. I understand why. And I think that this, this had to be done, but they put themselves in this position. So that can't be discounted. You can't forget about that. They take Davis mills quarterback out of Stanford. So the best player on their roster is a quarterback. And then they use their first pick on a quarterback. Don't get well, me wrong. I totally understand why. But it's your own damn fault for not trading him earlier in the season, especially if you supposedly knew about, you know, his wandering, you know, parts. <laughs> his, his whispers of desire. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they they only had five picks in this draft, uh, and they didn't pick until the third round. And they really didn't 
it's hard to get an impact player when you, you don't pick until 66 other players have been picked. Um, and then you go and get a guy like Davis Mills. Now, I, I think Davis Mills will play this year because I think that Watson is going to be traded and or suspended at some point. I, I think it's a 0% chance that he doesn't get traded or suspended. I think he's traded. I really don't know if he's going to get suspended. I think I think he will. I think he I will don't because... know if he's going to get suspended because here's the thing. Like, is is it freaky to go to massage parlors and you know want to get hand jobs and 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 touch Whoa. yourself? Well, but that's not what he did though. That's not what he did. He well, that's he... that's that's what he said he did. Well. That's okay. what he said. So, so if so, you're right. If he's telling the truth and the other 22 women are lying, then yeah, he probably won't be suspended. I'm of the opinion that he's probably the one that's lying, and they're at least some of them are telling the truth. And in that case, I think he does get suspended. I think, I think this is a classic there's his truth, there's her truth, and then there's the truth. You know, and I and I'm pretty sure it lies somewhere in between there. He probably does this on a regular basis, and he probably has people who are 150 percent down with doing whatever he needs them to do, massaging whatever he, he needs. And he massage. had quite the cold streak, is that what you're saying? Because <laughs> it looks right. like he went over 22. And I well, he might not have gone over 22, but he might be, you know, like. 40 for 62 <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know that might be it it might be like he hit hey he hits seven passes in a row and then he misses one that that could happen like you know he might be on a hot streak and then pull his penis out and then it's he, like oh the chick is like whoa he, i'm here to massage your calf sir yeah, and he goes, yeah a, this is my calf sir this is a mcdonald's i didn't say calf i said cock <laughs> but this i mean i i don't know i know they just the the there i think one or two women have filed criminal charges yeah so i think that is the only thing that may give him some problems with the suspension but i don't think they'll i don't think they'll give him the I think the NFL might give him like the benefit of the doubt, you know, with these other women and kind of the kind of the way they came out, like it was like a domino effect, like bing, 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 bing. It's like, oh, I heard this. I gave Deshaun a massage one time. I was thinking about saying that I gave Deshaun a massage one time. See where it oh, goes, man. I don't know. I I I feel like they're I waiting. You that would be a headline story. Yeah, I I feel <laughs> like they're waiting. The NFL is just waiting for the right moment to suspend them. They're waiting for something, um, a video, an eyewitness account. Yeah. So it, there's just something that they're waiting for, or something the that they have is- that hasn't come public yet. I think that's and, an entirely possible, also. And and I'll tell you this: I hate to even bring it up, but I think the NFL doesn't want to be like oh we're going to suspend him on speculation of this you know you don't want to you know they're like i don't want to suspend the black guy 
sure that's it's got yeah. it's got to it's got to come off like they've got to be afraid of suspending him and then finding out that wrong. it's all bullshit and then they're right. like oh you only suspended him before all the evidence was out because he's black or because of this or because of that sure exactly. so i mean I, I think they should be doing their due diligence like they should with any player that's in this position um but it's also it's also a little more difficult too because he's he's one of the faces of the nfl yeah but did far get suspended did he get suspended um but he didn't actually touch anybody he just sent a dick pic well in a lot of these cases, uh, they say Deshaun didn't touch anybody either. He just <laughs> touched himself. <laughs> but he tried. He tried. Well, trying is not succeeding. <laughs> I don't know. There, there's a big. There's a big difference between sending a pic of your dick and you know sending your dick your dick into somebody's hands. <laughs> he, he, uh, you know, I had a pinched nerve in my back and I rolled over. <laughs> just, just so happened my. Fully erect penis. He rapes and he passes, and he passes and he rapes. But he rapes that more is, than he passes. It's not funny. <laughs> it is. That's we've gone. Joke. We've gone like forty episodes without talking about rape, so we had to we had to bring it up again. We had that like six episode run where every and today's rapist is. <laughs> well, yeah, these guys would stop doing it. Yeah, just stop raping. <laughs> I don't know. Like it. I understand you know, sexual deviants come in all shapes and sizes, colors and creeds and everything. But like, if you are any type of celebrity athlete, anything, like I feel like you ha- there are ways to get your jollies off in your freaky deaky way. And nobody really know about it. Just pay for it if you have to. <laughs> yeah, like there are people, like you can't tell me that like, you can't tell me that Deshaun Watson can't get somebody to massage him and give him a happy ending. No, you would have to think he can, <laughs> but not these, not these 22. <laughs> All right. Who else we got? Who, what other bottom feeders we got going on here? Okay. I, how about, did we talk about the Raiders <laughs> enough? Not yet. <laughs> not yet, but uh, go for it. Uh, I have no idea what the hell the Raiders are doing with their football team i thought they had a horrible uh free agency uh-huh and i thought that that kind of snowballed into the draft i thought they had uh, one one good pick in the draft leatherwood no morig because yeah. we had we had morig okay. going to the raiders at we, pick 17 we did. we did and i am pretty sure that that Gruden did that on accident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, Again, they and and this is what I saw everybody kept saying is if you flip Leatherwood and Morig, it doesn't look as bad. And that's that's true. But it doesn't work like that. <laughs> no, it doesn't, because you didn't know Morig was going to be there. And right. they were lucky enough to trade up. They traded up right in front of San Francisco. I think San Francisco would have taken Mo Rig. Um if they had a chance to get him. They traded with San Francisco, didn't they? I think they did. They did. They trade actually with. did. So yeah. maybe they would start get San Francisco didn't want. Yeah. Uh, or maybe they were just. Or like, maybe I they. Think, maybe, I don't think the Raiders are smart enough to pick. Yeah. Him. Maybe they're like, the Raiders are going to draft Sebastian Janikowski. So we, we could <laughs> trade with him and still get Mo Rick. 
No, Sebastian Janikowski's uncle. <laughs> uh, but the leather yeah, would pick. Yeah, we got to get that left-handed Polish kid uh, back here. He had all the... He had a, didn't he have the GHB? He had all the good GHB. Is he fast? <laughs> <laughs> Is he fast? But, I mean, I don't... I don't I, I honestly think, like I said earlier, I think they're the only team in the AFC West to not get better. I thought that they, beginning of last year, I thought that they were the team that might be able to give Kansas City some problems. Like, you know, they, they, they had Jacobs. Jacobs coming off of a good rookie year. I have more faith in Derek Carr than a lot of people, maybe even his older brother. Maybe, maybe even Gruden. <laughs> yeah, maybe even Gruden. I just don't understand. How do you take Leatherwood above Darishaw? Like that, that's, Darishaw is a beast. I don't know. It's crazy. Like if you're going to address that position, I don't know. But uh, he is. People, he, but a lot of people passed on Darishaw. Yes, but. Passing on Darisol for the same position, that's another thing. Like I, I feel like a lot of teams passed on Darisol because they had other needs. Um yeah. It, yeah, it was just I'm I was a little surprised that um the the Giants passed on Darisol because they they were almost able to pull off, you know, trading out of eleven with Chicago back to twenty and then still getting a guy that maybe they were targeting, but they surprised everybody or they surprised me by going with Tony. Uh, but but back to back to Gruden and 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 Leatherwood, um, yeah they they um they botched this one they really did. Yeah, um, and I don't think they got any better. Uh, I think they got Coons uh, out of Buffalo. Um, I think New England drafted Ronnie Perkins. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Like twelve picks later, I think. Mm-hmm. I think they, I think they got him at like ninety. Is that when they got? Him? Um, let me look. Let's see. Uh, ninety-six. Ninety-six. Okay, so another seventeen picks, and I and I think you get somebody that's way more well-rounded you know, coming from a big school. Um, just, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't like, and then they, they draft three safeties. Yeah. So just a weird, weird draft for them. Like, I, I like, I think Gruden's just looking at people's names and he's like, I like his name, like divine Diablo. That's a cool name. <laughs> it is Malcolm Kuntz. But, and then Tyree Gillespie, he's like, wasn't there a jazz player, Gillespie? Hey, <laughs> where's your trumpet? <laughs> Maybe he'll uh, entertain us with some football and uh, music. Well, I guess I guess they figured they're playing the averages and they'll draft all these safeties. I believe they, they said that they were going to convert one of these guys into a linebacker. I think it yeah. might have been Diablo. I think Diablo. Um, yeah. But still. I just I, I don't really like I don't like anything they've done since the season ended. No, nope. nope. They dismantled one of the best, most cohesive offensive lines in football for no apparent fucking reason. And and I mean, what did they do? And what did they do in free agency? 
uh, yeah, they did. They didn't do much. Didn't do much. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to nominate or, or I'm going to run with Seattle here who uh, numerically had the second worst draft uh, only behind Houston. Now it, it's tough for Seattle because they don't have a lot of picks, but that's part of the reason why. Yeah. Three uh, I think that, no, they had, uh, yeah, three picks. Holy shit. I thought it was four. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to make an impact again when you're not picking until pick 56. Um, but, but part of that's, you know, what, what they've done with these picks. I mean, they, they got absolutely uh, robbed at gunpoint. Uh, when they traded for Jamal Adams, especially considering that he didn't play all that well last year. Um, he was a liability in coverage. Um, he even missed some tackles, which is not a uh, usual for him. Um, and Seattle had one of the worst pass defenses in the league, although they started to settle down towards the end of the year. Um, it just was not, it, it was not worth all the number one picks that they gave up. Um, so coming into this draft with only three picks, um, they did the best they could. Uh, I, I don't actually hate the uh, the Trey Brown uh, pick out of Oklahoma uh, with with their second pick, um, and I don't know a ton about the wide receiver they took uh, first overall. Um, but you know, you get a let's see this uh, Eskridge guy five nine one ninety. He's got kind of small hands uh, for a wide receiver. Um, I'm guessing he's a speedster. Uh, I don't see his forty time here. Uh, yeah, he won two state titles in the 200-meter dash and then one in, in the 100-meter dash, so he's obviously a, a speedster. Um, and they they are sort of missing that. Um, um, Lockett can certainly stretch the defense, but he's he's more of an outside guy that can play the inside. Um, he, he can do either, and, and uh, this guy uh, looks like he may be a, a true slot guy, so he can uh, – give uh Lockett the ability to play outside Lockett uh, the last couple of years has been getting nicked up yeah yeah but he he, he has been, like, he, he plays but he's always so he's got something going on yeah um but uh yeah so it's just just not much to talk about here with with the uh the Seahawks. oh we can talk about Seattle sucking all <laughs> night long, well they did they did put some effort into their um their offensive line in the off season. Uh, but um, it's uh, I, I feel like they're sort of treading water. I feel like they got a little worse on defense, um, especially after um, after, Oh no, they, that's right. They did resign. They, they Carl Lawson was released and then they resigned him. Right. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that happened. I don't think I dreamed that. That was, um, uh, uh, that was the DN they got from Cincinnati. Yeah. 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 It was Carl Lawson, right? No. It was the which, other one. Which one was it? Um, it wasn't Lawson. Uh, uh, oh, God. I'll, I'll tell you in a sec. Yeah. It was. Dunlap, sorry. Yes, Carlos yep. Dunlap. Yep. Yeah, Dunlap. I, kept, I knew it was, see, I kept wanting to say Cliff Abel, and I was like, yeah. it's not right. But, yeah, they, uh, yeah, they traded for Dunlap midseason and then and then released him, and then he came back on, had, on a reduced deal. Eight sacks in eight, eight games or something like that. Yeah. And then I like the Alden Smith move until he got arrested a few days later. <laughs> He's not playing ever again. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think we'll ever see Alden Smith again. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, not looking great for him. He was, he was definitely on sort of his last, uh, last chances. So not, not a great draft for the Seahawks. When, when you haven't been in football, when you were one of the best players, the first couple of years of the, of your, of your career, uh, I think he had the most sacks in in the first 40 games of his of, of NFL career. So he mm-hmm. had like 42 sacks in 40 games. Uh, and you haven't been in the league for four years because of all of the nonsense you've done off of it's all off the field stuff, you know, like your birthday, you get hammered and crash into a tree. Who the hell is dry? Who drives themselves home from their birthday party? Yeah. It's crazy. It's just insane. Like there's something wrong with the dude. You know, I hope he gets better, but I think his NFL career is over. And then he, he beats the shit out of somebody in New Orleans. Mm. Well, I, I mean, look, as we saw with the Aaron Donald case, let's let it play out. But this guy certainly doesn't get the benefit of the benefit of the doubt like Aaron Donald does. No, no. Did you see the guy apologize to Aaron yeah. Donald? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry I got caught. That's what he that's listen, what he should have said. Listen, I'll tell you what. If if I got beat up, could you imagine this though? You get beat up by two or three guys. And you would rather say it's one dude than two or three. Right. <laughs> Look, man, yeah, I got my ass whipped, but it was Aaron Donald. It was Aaron Donald. <laughs> no, it was like three dudes. Nah, it was Aaron Donald. He whipped my ass, man. Those three guys couldn't beat me. But it's on tape. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Nobody says on tape anymore. It's on it's it's on video. <laughs> apparently Aaron Donald was trying to like be nice. To he was him. trying to break up the fight, yeah. Yeah. And this dude and Aaron Donald left the party like an hour after him and he was still and he was waiting for him. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh you gotta love people. Sure do and hate him. All right. Who else you got for the bottom feeders? Oh, how about we go to how about we stay in the place of Alvin Smith's last crime and we go with the New Orleans Saints? All right. Um, they go first round, they go edge, they go Peyton Turner. And I feel like end of the first round isn't the worst time to, to kind of take a flyer on somebody, but there was a lot of good players like, there were, there were, I felt, enough good edge rushers available that you didn't really have to take a, a 20 pick and use it on a guy who's who people love his bend. I definitely you know, feel like that was a reach. Yeah, he's got all of the intangibles. And, you know, he's a monster. He's 6'6", 270 pounds. Um, but is that a good first-round pick? I don't think so. I don't think – listen, if if this is the Saints with Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, and everybody, and, and they're the Super Bowl contending Saints, I no longer think of the Saints as a Super Bowl contender right now. Um, okay, you take a flyer on a guy, you may hit, or you may miss. It's not a big deal. But a team that is seriously looking at rebuilding just because they lost their quarterback, you know, 
and they've spent so much money on people and they haven't gotten the hardware that they're in a tough spot. I don't think this is where you take a flyer. I think this is where you take somebody where you know you're going to get some value out of them. Very well Very, said. You, you need yeah. contributors. You yeah. need contributors. And second round, you, you grab a linebacker. Um, this guy is like, did, have you seen this guy? Werner? Uh, isn't isn't he the one who um, had the uh, dirty hit on uh, Fields? Wasn't he the one who got ejected? No, no. no it wasn't he was, him. He's coming from Ohio State. Oh, 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 right, 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 right. Okay, sorry. That's the guy from, confused. from Clemson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who put his helmet in his ribs. But, no, this is Pete Warner. This dude, um, he would he would have been your prototypical middle linebacker in 1985. You know, he's huge. He's like, he's like 230, 240 pounds. Uh, he's, not, 238. he's, he's not, I said 230, 240. Shit. You did. Um, he's not like super agile. Everybody's looking for that linebacker that can go sideline to sideline. And this dude is like tackle to tackle. Uh, I don't think he's going to be able to guard tight ends, the, the big versatile tight ends and stuff. So, I, again, I think you wasted the pick. I, I think the best pick that they made was getting Book from Notre Dame in the fourth round. I, I like Ian Book. It sucks that he, that he went to New Orleans because they might have him play before he needs to. But if he went to a team that had an established quarterback that he wasn't going to play for probably two years, if, you know, if that, like he's not forced into anything, he could have a, a good career. He, he kind of reminds me of Jeff Garcia. Kind of reminds me of Garcia. He's got an okay arm. He's, he's really mobile. He make, but he makes, he makes good throws. So, but other than that, you know, nothing else really made sense to me. I think New Orleans is about to find out what I've been saying about Green Bay for years. Drew Brees has been masking some of the odd decisions that this team has been making, both right. from a coaching standpoint, in-game strategy, play calling, um, and also, um, you know, an off-season roster building Um this could be a very hard hard drop off from them. Now, I think Green Bay has actually been a much worse run organization than New Orleans has. I think they have a, a better coach, certainly a more experienced coach in Sean Payton um, than Lafleur. Um, but Lafleur, you know, early returns look look pretty positive. Um, and, and Mickey Loomis traditionally has done okay, so I don't think they're quite to the extent. But I think that they're going to find out that the the margin is a lot more thin without a uh, Hall of Fame quarterback. So uh, this this could be a rude awakening for for the Saints this season. All right, I'm going to give the last one now. I have some issues here, right? So some of the other teams on here are uh, that that got the lower draft grades are the Rams. I don't necessarily agree with that because part of the reason they're being penalized is because they didn't have a lot of draft capital. But I like how they spent their draft capital. I mean, acquiring Matthew Stafford. Um, putting them over the top is is a pretty big deal. 
I understand that people are killing them for drafting Tutu Atwell with their first pick because that guy is so freaking small. Um, 5'9", 155, um, and a really small frame, small hands, um, short arms. But but if you, talking- watch a, if, you, if you watch a Rams game, you get one of these. Like, this guy is lightning quick. That, and that's he's what- hard, he's small. You get this guy in space, and he, I, I, I'm not looking forward to seeing him. McVeigh is going to scheme him open. And he's mm-hmm. going to have a quarterback that can actually get him the ball. So I, I, I don't quite understand why they're getting killed here. So anyway, so I don't necessarily agree with them having a bad draft. Um, and uh, Indy, I thought, actually had a decent draft, too. Uh, although there, there was a couple of picks um, that that were interesting. I really liked the, the quitty pay pick. I mean, they needed an edge rusher. Um I didn't quite understand the uh, Sam Ellinger pick because they, they just drafted uh, a quarterback last year um, is, is escaping me. Um, I can't think of the quarterback that they drafted. Uh, I'll pull it up, um, but I'm going to go with the, the team that had the seventh lowest. So I know we were saying bottom five, but the seventh lowest, and I know this is going to draw the, the ire of some of our fans, the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers had one of the lowest draft grades, 2.3. Again, uh, Pittsburgh only ahead of uh, Indianapolis, New Orleans, uh, the Rams, Las Vegas, Seattle, and Houston. Those are the only teams that that their consensus had a um, uh, a better draft than, and they also scored an F uh, from from a team. You know why I, I am even discussing this, right? Yes. And and let's just get this out of the way now. I think Najee Harris is probably going to be a pretty good player in this league, and he's going to be a solid running back. But I will be shocked if they pip, pick up the, the fifth-year option on him, and he'll probably only be with the team for four years because that seems to be about the life cycle of running backs with, with their current team that draft them. Uh, and I thought it was a really odd decision to go with Fryermuth. I get it. He's, you know, a big tight end. Um, he's the second best tight end in this, this draft. And if you want to not even call Pitts a tight end, he's the best tight end in this draft. Totally get all that. But when we were discussing the, the Harris pick after day one, uh, we, we kept saying, and Dane kept saying, well, if, you know, they get this, this lineman in the second or this lineman in the second, then, you know, it's not going to look so bad. They end up not even attempting to draft the lineman in the second waiting till the 87th pick uh, to pick up uh, Kendrick green out of Illinois. They got some big solid linemen, but in the NFL draft, all, all the linemen are big and solid and and semi-violent, right? That's sort of what makes them, you know, drafted in in, in the draft. I feel like when you have, except for um, the, the only lineman I know that that, that isn't big, tough, and nasty. Um, who's that guy? Martin. Richie? Jonathan it, Martin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Richie <laughs> used to make cry, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but when and. Taking a running back in the first round, again, I'll, I'll say it again for the millionth time, this is your first chance to grab talent. 
um, and you want to get a player that's very impactful and you can get running backs anywhere. It's entirely possible that we look back on this draft three years from now and Najee Harris is the fourth best running back in this draft or the third best running back in this draft. Um, and, but we and could look back and say he's the best. We, we absolutely could. And the best could still not be uh, move the needle that that much for, for winning football games. And that's sort of what the argument's been. Um, you know, we talked about it a little bit on draft night and we, we went back into the giant scenario and it's, it really is impossible to play those things out. I totally understand that. Uh, but uh, I, I stick by this. I, I'm, I'm not saying to never draft a running back in the first round, but I keep using the word generational talent. And I think Najee Harris is going to be a solid player. I think there's going to be games where he looks amazing and, and helps the Steelers chew out the clock and, you know, win some football games, but I don't think he's a generational talent. Um, and for me in today's NFL, this may change five years from now. I may want a running back in the first round, you know, the, the NFL is cyclical. So who knows the way the game is and how teams are winning. Uh, but I, I think that this, this was not necessarily the, the pick. It certainly isn't the pick that I would have made for them. And, and I, I don't know that, you know, with their offensive line, the, the way it is. And I know that uh, I I'm in the minority in our little group here thinking their offensive line is, is in shambles um, is, is a little bit of an overstatement, but I don't think it's as solid uh, as, um, as they think it is. Yeah. But, but we shall see. So the, the Steelers get my, uh, my nominee for, for uh, one of the worst drafts. Um, And it's mostly because of ours. (laughs) But as far as uh, I do like the tight end, uh, Freeman, but I don't know if he's going to be the second best tight end because well, I don't know if he's going to be either, but I, I think that, you know, consensus, he was, you know, one of, one of the, right. the, but I'll tell you, you talk about getting drafted in the right place. The Kansas city chiefs, when they drafted Noah Gray, they drafted, probably Travis Kelsey's replacement in a few years. The guy moves, plays exactly like Kelsey. He even wears 87. And I think that when he gets a chance to play, that he's going to be big time. Especially in that offense with Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I that, could probably play tight end in that offense. Playing in that offense with that quarterback certainly makes it uh, a little easier for for a tight end to to succeed. And uh, yeah, Gray's Gray's a, a a big dude who can move, so definitely could uh, could end up working out very well for them. So before we go, we just did you know a brief draft recap. I want to talk about a draft recap from a few years ago when obviously it's it's much easier to evaluate how a draft went. So let's talk real quick about the 2018 draft. I sent you uh, I sent you a message. Did you get that? That has yeah. the, uh, all right. So this is, this is fascinating to me of the first 18 picks, 17 of them have been extended or had their fifth year option picked up. Um, only one of them was extended. The other, the other 16 had their fifth year option picked up. This was a phenomenally successful draft. Um, the only one that was not um, picked up was Josh Rosen and he's been traded twice, right? Yeah. Or was he traded, he traded once and released once? He got traded from Arizona, Arizona uh, to Miami. Yeah. As soon as, you know, they got caught Kyler and then, uh, I think Miami just released. 
Uh, he's, he's on the 49ers roster. He, and he is. He's so probably soon to be released from them. Also. So he's been traded and released. Um, but let, let's just run through this list. Baker Mayfield, obviously on, on his way and, and um, you know, playing a huge part in turning around the Browns. Saquon Barkley, <laughs> Um, you know my feelings on this, uh, but with a cap hit of $7.2 million, um, it makes sense for them to e- extend him. But um, it, looking back on this, uh, still, I think they would they would maybe do something a little bit differently. Uh, and he was, at the time, a lot of people were considering him a generational talent. I remember having this conversation with you in my kitchen about how I thought Saquon Barkley was one of the best players in this draft. Um, and I still wouldn't have taken him that high. Uh, Sam Darnold, um, so he had his fifth-year option picked up, but by a different team. Uh, Denzel Ward, Bradley Chubb, Quentin Nelson, uh, Josh Allen, who we just mentioned. The fact that Josh Allen went before some of these guys is insane. Roquan Smith. Um, no, 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 Josh Rosen. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Brain, brain fart. Josh, 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 Josh Allen. Allen. Josh Allen Good. just had his, yeah, great season, breakout season, fifth-year option, picked up for $23 million. Uh, Roquan Smith, Mike McGlinchey, then Josh Rosen. Then it's still mind-blowing that he went before these guys. Minka Fitzpatrick, the uh, superstar, he's been traded too, um, which was um, more of just um, not, not a question of the player, but just uh, didn't want to be in Miami anymore. Um, and and Pittsburgh, the beneficiary of that, uh, Vita Vea, Deron Payne, Marcus Davenport, Colton Miller, the only one that's been extended. Um, the, the, the Raiders actually got that one, right. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds, Derwin James, Jair Alexander, uh, just a phenomenal, phenomenal draft. And then going past that. So I said, you know, 17 out of the first 18 picks, but there's another one, two, three, four, five players, um, that had their, their options picked up. That's a fantastic success rate. And, and you're talking about Lamar Jackson's going to get a huge contract. And, he, you know, it's just a matter of time. Uh, who else? Uh, Josh Allen. They're, t- they're in talks mm-hmm. now about an extension. And I'm even sure Baker, these, Baker's probably going to get an extension. Even some of these guys that didn't have their options picked up are still solid players. Rashawn Evans. He's a pretty solid player for Tennessee. Um, Hayden Hurst um, is a solid player. Uh, Rashad Penny, bust. That's why you don't take a running back uh, 20 in, in the first round. Um, uh, Terrell Edmonds, I wouldn't call him a bust. Uh, I think the jury's still out on whether or not he's a superstar, but um, he's certainly a solid player. Uh, Sony Michelle, don't take a running back in the first round. Uh, Mike Hughes has actually become a pretty good player. I, I think if that number was a little smaller, um, they would have picked it up. But uh, 12.6 is pretty high for for who's become a safety. I think he was drafted as a corner, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but some really just amazing talent in in this first round of the 2018 draft. Uh, and then, of course, Lamar Jackson with the, with the very last uh, pick in that round. So interesting just looking back on it um, and seeing how talented this draft was. Yeah. And you look at some of these teams that uh, are having quarterback issues and Lamar Jackson got passed up by every one of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Every single one. And that's the problem when you miss, right? Cause Chicago yeah. picked, picked Smith because you know, they, they, they still didn't know what they, they had Trubisky. They had, Trubisky. they had just drafted. At that Trubisky. point, he hadn't really played much. You but know, this, this 
2000, this is, uh, this is the year they went 13 and three though. Right. Yeah. So even after this season, they're like, okay, I'm not, I'm not feeling bad about Trubisky. Right. Yeah. I mean, he, he'd only played, he'd only played, um, I think like 18, 19 games at that point. Um, and then, you know, with the, what he had played at the end of the 2017 season was like throwaway. I mean, they were, they were terrible. So interesting exercise there. Um, and just to recap, there were three running backs taken in the first round there. And I would, I would say that even Saquon Barkley, who is considered, well, I can't say he was considered, I considered him, you know, on that in the discussion for being a generational talent and, and a game changing running back. It, it, I I'm still not sold on that pick and he really hasn't, he he I don't think he's been the difference maker that the Giants needed him to be when you take somebody at two. Yeah. Well, my only you probably remember, you remember the conversation in the kitchen, but my only thing with Saquon was that when teams keyed on him, they were able to shut, you know, you're able you can shut Saquon down for a lot of the game. And it's almost like sooner or later, he's going to break one. But the problem I have with, I'll take a guy who averages five yards a carry, will get you five, six yards every time. Every once in a while, he gets that 10, 12, 15 yard run. He gashes you a little bit over a guy who's going to get me two, one, negative three, three, Six, one, eight, two, negative two, and then sixty. Anything because that's you may you may be down by twenty eight points by the time that sixty yard run happens. Right, right. So that that was the that was the, it was like I remember I can still remember one of the games that I saw uh, Saquon play in when he was at Penn State that I I was just really not impressed was Rutgers. Uh, they played Rutgers, and I'm and I kind of felt like it doesn't matter if they put all eleven guys in the box. Saquon should be able to run against Rutgers. He should be able to put two hundred yards against them. I remember when when Peterson was at OU. He never saw less than eight nine guys in the box. Who was his quarterback then? Uh, it it wasn't. It wasn't anybody to write home about. I remember that. Much. No, no. Um, oh, God. Uh, it started with an R. Uh, I have to look it up, but. Um, I'll find it. It wasn't. I don't think it was hypo. I don't think it was hypo. It might have been. But. Uh, he had Jason White. Uh, one, one year, right? One year. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he never put it this way. He didn't have any quarterbacks that, uh, did anything at the next level. No, no. And I think he, I think he just missed, uh, (laughs) what's his face? Uh, Bradford. Yeah. Uh, let's see in 2005, uh, bu, bu, 
Pa, pa, pa. This isn't super easy to find. It's probably right in front of me. I don't know, but he didn't have any any fantastic quarterbacks. So, um, yeah, it was um, yeah, he, whoever it was, he wasn't even drafted. He had Jason White in two thousand four. Uh, Rhett Bomar. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, sorry, he was dra- he was drafted by the. Uh, Yeah, it was uh, he was the one that they had to <laughs> vacate uh, their victories from because of the recruiting violations, <laughs> which is funny because he wasn't even very good. <laughs> Anywho, all right, so that'll wrap it up for this uh, post draft edition of the lockdown. We'll be talking about the draft more in weeks to come, I'm sure. Um, and uh, the NBA uh, play in and playoffs are about to start, so we're we're gonna have some fun. And I don't know who. Uh whose idea it was for the playing, but they should be fine. I love the side-by-side that they found of his quote last year, basically suggesting this idea and saying they should do this. And then, and then this year he hates it. <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause he might be in the game. Yeah. He's such a sissy, man. He's <laughs> such a sissy, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, the Lakers are in trouble uh, with that ankle. Yep. I said it before i was like that ankle is not going to be right for the rest of the season you better get the needle he needs to uh what's the coach from uh varsity blues he needs to go find him and get the needle yeah it's uh it's gonna be it's gonna be uphill hey if they win it they they earned it that's for damn sure um watch out for the suns too I, i like the way that they're playing right now yeah yeah uh chris paul has them Everybody's giving, you know, the all the world credit to, to Booker. Chris Paul. I mean, uh, Booker, but, you know, Chris Paul is the one who's got them he, over the. He's over. helped. I, Chris Paul's allowed Booker to be, you know, who he's playing, <laughs> how he's playing right. right now. He's helped him elevate his game. All right. All right. Sure. Until next time, everybody. All right. All right. Salutations. Stay classy, people. Peace. <laughs>